name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. From the Gospel. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he shall give it you. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Eastertide this year has been a reminder that the Christian life is not merely about managing life in this world. We are strangers and pilgrims here. The Holy Spirit whom God has given us stands in opposition to the world. Consequently, we will not understand what, what God is doing until we begin to look beyond the merely temporal circumstances we are in and the temporal results we experience or hope for. This is most evident in the life of prayer. If we try to take the New Testament teachings about prayer, such as, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you, and then apply it to our pursuit of whatever we may want in life, we will run into tension and eventual disappointment. For example, I once read a story about how a group of people prayed for patients in a certain hospital. The story I read um, said that this concentrated prayer led to market, markedly better results for the patients in that particular hospital. Uh, but there are some problems with this, not the least of which it's hard to do such an experiment objectively and who would want to be part of the control group, the, the part, the group not prayed for. But even with that taken in, into account, how can we measure such improvement? What are we praying for? Are we praying merely when we pray for people, merely that they're maybe physically better, physically cured? Or are we praying that their experience of illness might lead to the furtherance of the life of God in them. The real problem with praying for a given group with certain objective results is this is still an attempt to make biblical promises about prayer fit into the life we are pursuing. The Bible provides us a framework for looking at this in a slightly different way in Revelation, which is our backdrop for our liturgy. In chapter 4 of Revelation, St. John ascends up into heaven. He is called to come up here. And when he leaves the realm of time and enters into the realm of eternity, he sees, among other things, the glorified and ascended Christ as Lord. He sees him uh, judging uh, the world and these judgments proceeding from God's throne. And he sees the church glorified in, in the very presence of God. St. John's ascension from time into eternity, from earth to heaven, is a model for our own lives of prayer. Prayer is not really an attempt to sort of grab heaven and bring it down and apply it the various things we have going in life. Rather, prayer is our own ascension to God's throne. We 
take with us in that ascension all of our various struggles and needs and hopes and dreams. When we see all these things that comprise our life, all these things that are the subject of our prayers, from this perspective of eternity, we see them in a new light. We see that some of the things we want in life, maybe we've even been praying for, are really of very little eternal value. And some of our trials, from which we've constantly prayed to be saved, are in fact the very things God is using to uh, plant faith in us and help us grow in faith. This changes how we pray. As we ascend to God's throne, we realize that prayer is not merely a way to manage life, to ask God for band-aids and fixes, but we begin to see that this mortal life we are living is a kind of seedbed in which God is planting and growing various things that will last unto eternity, unto the resurrection and life in the world to come. And this is where we experience the real power of prayer that uh, Jesus is talking about. When we begin to see things from the perspective of eternity, we are able more and more to pray in accordance with God's will. We see more and more what God is doing in the world and lives around us. We are able to, to pray in accordance with that. And because we are able to pray in accordance with that, our prayer becomes that much more powerful. We begin to pray for different things. We begin to pray not just for the visible result, but that God will work through whatever is going on to accomplish his will in the conversion of hearts to faith, in growth in faith and virtue, in uh, mission in the world. We reach out to others for faith, for for, for conversion of hearts. We have a greater concern for justice. That is to say, as we ascend to God's throne and look at the world, we're more and more angered about the wrong that is done around us, less and less comfortable in a world that is, is un- uncomfortable with injustice as ours. We begin to see how God uses all things for good. I seen this in my own prayers for our church over time and in the quarter century I've been here over a certain point in time there have been sort of minor concerns in life that might have prayed for this kind of result or that kind of result which seemed to kind of fade away over time but the larger prayers for the growth of our mission for evangelism for uh, progress of the kingdom begin to see how these have great power because they are connected with the things that God has in mind. We tend to focus on certain things less when we ascend to God's throne in prayer. Prayer is less seen as our escape from suffering, less seen as our escape from death, the death that Christ has overcome for us. We focus less on the temporal things and more on the things that last into eternity. Now, it is important to note that this does not mean God is unconcerned with what happens to us from day to day. Surely, we pray for and experience God's graces in small ways. But the point is rather, these are not the things to be focused on. As Jesus said, 
We are to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness as we seek God's will, as we see all of life in that kingdom perspective, all these lesser things are added unto us as well. This framework of prayer as ascension to God's throne highlights the importance of the life of prayer. We talk about the need for daily prayer, for a daily remembrance of who we are in Christ, which means a daily way we ascend to God's throne. And we train ourselves thereby to see life this way. This is the purpose of the daily offices, the lectionary of the church, where we read through the story of what God has done in scripture and then begin to interpret our own lives in light of that story. That way of thinking, that change way of thinking helps us see life from the perspective of eternity. So as we pray this day in and day out, we develop a new way of looking at things and our prayer life grows and matures. And this is what we do when we gather together on Sunday. Liturgy is our corporate ascent into the presence of God. The liturgy has always commanded us to lift up our hearts. And as we lift our hearts up into God's throne, we see life from a different perspective. We bring to the altar all of our sort of hopes and dreams and trials and tribulations. And as we ascend with these, we learn that much of our former prayer was not so much unanswered as it was irrelevant to eternity. We begin to pray in ways that accord with God's will. We begin to participate in and even influence what God is doing in the world in new ways. This is the real power of prayer, not bringing God down, but ascending up and seeing life and praying uh, in accordance with and from the perspective of God. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.